Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tribune Audio Network. You're the mom, the maid, the keeper of the cookies. You do it all and you look good doing it. It's parenthood on a mother level. Powered by the Quad City Moms blog. Here's your host, Denise Hanitka. I want you to expect the unexpected. But most of all, I want you to expect that we are going to take it for the next hour to a mother level. (laughs) (laughs) Julie and Johnny Gindrich are joining me on the pod today. Welcome, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. I think um, we might be setting a precedent because I have brought a little bubbly for us tonight. No one else has gotten the the champagne treatment here on on a mother level. So we appreciate it. It's kind of a big deal. And we value it. (laughs) (laughs) So Johnny, some of you may remember, was my old co-anchor here at News 8. And her mom, Julie, is here because she is one of the most fabulous women in the Quad Cities. Not to mention um, the first lady elect. Of Muscatine's Fifth Ward. Yes, thank you. So, thank yeah, you your much. husband was just elected <laughs> to um, to a council position in Muscatine. Yes. So you tried your hand at politics a little bit. Well, my husband has tried his hand at politics. I'm there to support him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Really uh, proud of John, and he's going to do a fantastic job. What did you think when he first told you that he wanted to run for the seat? I was very happy. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he just has this common sense wisdom I say about him and he wants what's best for Muscatine so I just think it's a great fit for him. Well and he's a former football coach so I feel mm-hmm. like he's got like the you know the the we got to get some stuff done demeanor yes. about him. Yes definitely and he coached girls as well for many years basketball freshman girls basketball and uh, yeah definitely he'll go in there and but he'll listen to his constituents and do a good job of representing Fifth Ward as well as all of the citizens of Muscatine. Now, does she sound like a politician's <laughs> wife or what? She does. Yep. <laughs> My goodness. Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of a, like a random funny connection that I discovered that I had with Johnny. Mm-hmm. So my husband played football for John back in the day at Muscatine High School. Right. So, stories. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps a few. So I just think that's kind of a funny and cool connection. Yeah. And your husband was a really good athlete. So is his brother. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure Turner would disagree with you on that. But yes, he yeah, was right. an they athlete. They both played in college. <laughs> I know. I know. He always likes to claim that he's not athletic, which hmm. is so weird. He's a humble type of guy. Yeah. Humble and bearded. <laughs> 
and flanneled. <laughs> yes, he's consistently Your flanneled. Always has a flannel. <laughs> It feels very comfortable in a flannel print. <laughs> um, okay, ladies, we are going to start the way that we always start, and that is with our on a mother level moment for the week. And so mine um, just came about today, and it honestly makes me laugh. Um, it really is pretty cool, but it's kind of funny also. So there's this website, and I'm not even joking you. The website is getgoodhead.com. Oh, okay. my. But it's a website about hairstyling, mm -hmm. okay? And so every, every couple of years, they will name the... Um, winners of the Harry Awards, Harry with two R's, mm. and they name like the local newscaster in every state that has the best hair. Oh. Well, it's like a brand, right? Yes. That Harry brand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, Is not not like the oh, Harry okay. Razors brand, like Harry, oh, okay. like Harry legs with an extra R. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Anyway, so you're looking at Iowa's <laughs> best hairstyled News wow. anchor for 2019, according to getgoodhead.com. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. You do have great hair. You do have great hair. Well, thank you, ladies. All the credit goes to Carrie over at Salon Halo in Bettendorf. She's been doing my hair for ages. Um, but here's what makes me laugh. Not only because the website's name is getgoodhead.com. I can't say that enough, um, but also <laughs> that um, they named me honorable mention in 2015. Oh. So from that, I made some meaningful changes. <laughs> um, I really dedicated myself to hair care, and it really paid off. That's truly, great. truly, it did pay off. So Wow. <laughs> That is so exciting. Did I'm just honestly relieved that um, that you were not in the running this year because I think I would have lost. To if me, I was up against you, yes, ma'am. I oh. don't think so. Yeah, my mother <laughs> probably know. disagrees just as much I, as I do. <laughs> that was brutal. Oh, you did Julie. just get your hair cut. It looks I did. <laughs> it was so needed. I had Adam cut my hair like Wait, what? two months ago because I was like, Adam, I have really dead ends. Can you just cut my hair really quick? And he wow. is a haberdasher. That is not like him to have just like <laughs> a quick bathroom cut of his oh girl, you God, know, fiance's yes. hair. So does he cut Goldie's hair also? No, I just was so last minute and I thought, oh, I need to get my hair cut really quick. So I don't think I have that great of hair, but well. thank you. But congratulations for your Thank big you. award. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> so that's my my big win okay. for the week. Okay, Johnny, you're up next. My big win. Uh-huh. Well, uh, we had some really good family photos taken Ooh. Sunday night. I have a friend who's trying to start a photography business, and so she offered to take our photos as just a learning experience, and so that was great. Awesome. Yeah. So was it um, more challenging than you thought it would be with Goldie, or did she cooperate well? Because she is almost two years She's old. She's almost two. It was amazing how many times, Goldie, smile. Goldie, smile. <laughs> she never had a meltdown. She was really good. Yeah. But it's just hard to make a two-year-old smile. 100%. On command. On yeah. command. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. We tried to do so many different things. We had chocolate. I'll give you another piece of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh the worst parenting <laughs> ever. Oh my God. No, I still do it. I'm like, Abram, if you smile for this picture, I will give you a starburst. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got to do it. You just have to. So that was my mom win because we haven't, since when early on when Goldie was born, we had some photos taken, but that's, this is the 
one of the first time that we've had really nice family photos taken. That's, That's excellent. So mm -hmm. are you going to do some Christmas cards this year? I think so. Okay. Probably with, with these photos. Okay. Mm -hmm. I anxiously await that arriving in the, my mailbox. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't hold your breath because that requires me to order them, to get them in the mail. So there's a lot of steps that have yeah, to happen TikTok first. lady, it's already end of November. <laughs> I know. Julie, what is your win for this week? Well, my mom win would be, well, um, let's see. I often will send my kids like links to inspirational stories or an inspirational quote. And I did that earlier in the week. I saw this on Instagram and it said, um, people who make their bed every day are like 300% <laughs> more likely to become millionaires. Oh, so okay. I thought, oh, I'm going to send this to my kids. So that maybe will motivate them to make sure that they make their beds every day. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any responses immediately, which is pretty standard. Okay. Sometimes I'll get an occasional eye roll emoji when I send, you know, <laughs> these great pieces of <laughs> advice. But a three, few days later, our son, Polly responded and he said, thanks. <laughs> so I count okay. that as a big win. Yeah. What a meaningful <laughs> response. Thanks. <laughs> I love that your kids are all grown and out of the house and you're still telling them to make their beds. Well, I just want, yes. <laughs> yeah. You're a bed maker though, uh, aren't you? Sometimes. Most of the time I do try to make my <laughs> oh, well, bed. Well, I happen to be there today. and It wasn't made? It was made actually. Sloppily no, probably. Okay. <laughs> At least I can, well, we just have the duvet cover. Okay. We took off the sheet. Like that's kind of revolutionary. Okay. To, no, no top sheet. But I don't see the point. So I'm one of those people. I do a fitted sheet, and I do, do, the, I do the duvet cover. Okay. And so it's just very easy to throw that on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never make the bed. I never make the bed. And the last time that I did, I kid you not, Turner was like, why did you make the bed? <laughs> He's like, I can't find any of my stuff. I don't know which pillows are mine. I don't know, because we sleep under separate blankets, you know, oh, because yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hogger. Mm -hmm. um, so he's like, I can't find any of my stuff. I don't know where it is. I'm like, I just want to pause for a minute and recognize the fact that you are currently angry at me for making the bed. <laughs> so I learned not to do that again. <laughs> Huge mistake. Um, and that's kind of leading into like my fail for the week. So, um, so sometimes, um, you know, you see something and then you feel like you should say something around the house and then you're like, nah, don't be a nag. Like, don't mm -hmm. be annoying. Just, you know, whatever. Yeah. So the other night we were burning a little fire in the fireplace and we were using those, you know, just one light fire log, you know, where you just like stick the whole thing in the wrapper inside oh, the fireplace. Yes. And um, so I noticed that a little piece of the log had kind of broken off and was resting up against the glass and was burning like that of the, of the fireplace door. And I stopped and I looked at it and I thought, I don't know if that should be doing that. <laughs> and, and all I could think of was like, oh, it's just going to leave some black marks on the door and I don't really want to scrub that off. And like, we're trying to put the kids to bed. And if I bring up this stupid black on the fireplace door, he's going to be like, oh God, you're so annoying. You know, such a nag with your fireplace door. <laughs> <laughs> so I go upstairs and I get in the bath with Abram <laughs> and Turner comes up like five minutes later and he was like, well, the fireplace glass door just exploded. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, what? What? That's crazy. What? <laughs> 
and he was like, ah, I don't know, like I'm guessing, like maybe a piece, like maybe like a piece kind of fell on the door and it got too hot. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I can't believe that happened. And he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he's never going to know <laughs> that I knew something bad was going to happen the yeah. whole time. The moral of that story is go ahead and nag. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. Um, but here's what's cool is I didn't even like that fireplace store. And there was oh. no way, way, way we were getting a new one. Subliminally. Perfectly good fireplace store. just let it happen. Great. You knew that was going yeah. to happen. Go, <laughs> it's gone, So, yeah. So, now it's like all shattered and it looks even worse than it did before. But we're getting a new fireplace store. So I'm pretty jacked up about that. Yeah. So see something, say something. That includes <laughs> it in your home. <laughs> All right, Julie, you're up next. Oh gosh. I don't I'm a gla I'm a glass full or half full type of gal. Okay. I can't think of a fail, especially like a mom fail. I don't yeah. you know, my kids are all old and grown and And none of them are in prison. No. They're all doing how old? Oh, that's very <laughs> Elizabeth is how old? Um do not put me on the spot <laughs> like that. Oh, this is about to be a mom fail. Early, yeah. There we go. We got it. Okay, yeah. There's my mom fail. I actually don't know how old. Early thirties, late twenties, and mid twenties. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Failed. (laughs) Maybe look up your kids' birthdays tonight. Just take a take a gander at them. My dad is always the one who knows. You know exactly when the kids were born. The hospital room door. Yes. The door number. Are you serious? Wow. That's very impressive. The date and time where when he proposed to me. All that. Oh, yeah. that's really pretty Isn't cute. That sweet? Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is very sweet. Yeah. So see, I don't have to think about it because he always remembers it <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, that's don't don't expect a gift on time this year, <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> I know. Okay. Exactly. So can't remember her kids' birthdays. Mm-hmm. Johnny, go. <laughs> okay, mom fail. Um, scheduling babysitters. Terrible. Yep. I am terrible. I will plan. Social engagements weeks and months in advance, and I wait until two days before to reach out to a babysitter to yeah. see if they can come over. So I'm super excited. I have fun plans planned for Saturday night. No idea who's going to come babysit. Uh-oh. I know. So are you, like, trying to find someone now last I minute? Have you reached out? I said to my mom on the way over here that tonight is the night I'm going to reach out and try to get a babysitter. Because yeah. I asked her on the way over here, who's babysitting Goldie? And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I haven't asked anyone yet. Yeah. <laughs> Like, mm. yeah, just one of those Again. things, just pushing things to the last minute yeah. happens a lot. Well, and plus like finding a babysitter just is tough in general, especially one that you're like cool with being at your house yeah. and that whole thing. And some of the vibes with Goldie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your big Saturday plans? We are doing a dueling pianos night in Muscatine. Oh my gosh. That sounds so fun. Yes. I love a dueling piano. Yes. And we're going to our friend's house who just moved into this really cool house. So they're excited to have people over too. So it'll be good. Hey, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the other thing that we always do here on On a Mother Level is we do a little um, a little Moms in the Headlines segment. And so oh. I just pulled um, an article today and I didn't print it off because why would I do that? Anyway, <laughs> the gist of it was, so it was out of Bloomberg and it was talking about how Chinese parents are increasingly 
having their children's DNA tested to figure out what their aptitude is, whether they are more musically inclined or science inclined. And so they will use this DNA data to try to push their children in certain directions. And, um, you know, right off the bat, my thought is like, oh man, like that doesn't seem like it would make very much sense. It's like, of course you would want to like maybe get that glimpse into your child's brain, especially at a young age. But but I guess I, I don't know. Is that something you would have ever done if you had, if a doctor had presented you and said, "Here, let's swab, swab Polly's cheek and let's see <laughs> what he's all about"? Would you have done it? I don't think I would have done that. When Polly was little, our son, one and only son, I would say to him, "Now, Polly, there are two things I don't want you to do. One, I don't want you to join the military, <gasps> and two, I don't want you to work on cars because I don't want you to have grease under your fingernails." Well, he did the military, and when he was in the Marines stationed in 29 Palms, he had a Jeep and he was always tinkering with it. And I'm sure he had grease <laughs> under his nails. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I mean, um, I don't, I don't know. I, to me so far, one of the greatest joys is seeing what Abram likes and particularly knowing that he likes it all on his own and nobody's pressuring him mm -hmm. to do that. I just think that's just a really fun part. Mm -hmm. What has Goldie been liking these days? Oh, Goldie loves to have a container full of something and then she loves dumping it out. Love it. It might be something like dinner that we just put on her plate. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's not ideal. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, it's just Cheerios or just toys, you know, in a little vessel. Yeah. That she likes to dump out and then kind of put back in the container. Yeah. I think she likes to organize. And it is so amazing because she has a little language of her own. She's not really to the point. She's, you know, her birthday is February 6th. So she's just shy of two years yet. And so she can say some little words, but it's still not really audible. But she knows every single thing that yeah. we're saying. And I can be like, Goldie, where does this bobby pin go? And she takes it right back to, you know, my drawer in the restroom and... Mm -hmm. Puts it away in the little container. Wow. So I think she's a little good organizer. She likes to clean. She probably clean. sees me and yeah. grandma and grandpas and dad, you know, vacuuming the house and stuff like that. So I think she just kind of emulates us. And working with tools. You always have a project going yeah. on in your house. And so she's got her tools out. <laughs> Yep. See, that's interesting because the other article that I pulled um, was apparently Marie Kondo. Are you are you ladies oh, familiar with Marie Kondo? Familiar. Yes. Your eyes just lit up. My yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> we love tidying up. Well, so Marie Kondo is um, the yeah the tidying up mm -hmm. expert, and her whole concept is the sparking joy. You know, you hold up an item and you decide whether it still belongs in your life. Does it? provide you any happiness. And so she apparently now has a book specifically for kids about oh. sparking joy and tidying up. And so oh, I jotted down excellent. some of her tips for, um, for organizing with kids. And I'm interested because some of these like, sounds like Goldie already does. So okay. one of the things, um, um, is number one, setting an example for your kids. And obviously if you're a clean person, they'll become a clean person. Mm -hmm. Number two is to narrate as you clean so that they understand what you're doing and that you're cleaning and how you're doing it. Mm. Um, and then number three, giving everything a home of awareness of what a child has gives them appreciation for what they have because they know where it is. They know it exists and they know its role in their little 
playroom setup, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of a cool concept, you know, awareness, therefore you appreciate that you have it. Um, And then um, making it playful. Playing and cleaning go hand in hand. We play and then we clean. We clean while we play, that sort of a thing. And then just understanding spatial limitations. Like this is where things go and your room is here and you keep your stuff in these um, these little limits. So honestly, it's not too far off from something you would originally be doing around your house anyway. Mm-hmm. And both of you ladies, I feel like, are exceptionally clean and organized, especially based on your homes. Don't you well, think? Thank you. Well, because you guys, because Johnny's thing has always been no clutter. Mm-hmm. You are not a clutter gal. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like empty tables, empty counters. You do not enjoy stacks. Yes. And I think that has heightened since having Goldie. Really? Because with a child, with full-time jobs, life is just chaotic. So... If I can just have a clean house, that makes me feel that much more ready yes. to go and happy when I get home. It's definitely not like that all the time. I wouldn't, I try to be clean, but Jules, you will attest to this. <laughs> I need my mother's help with a lot of things. <laughs> and Adam's mom, you know, she watches Goldie a lot too. So we're so lucky to be able to have grandparents to watch, help watch Goldie and they'll help out doing a little load of laundry here or yeah. there and help pick up the house. But I think having a clean, tidy home is huge. Yes. And that's just a good way to live your life. Like you need a clean place to live and then you can have a good, clear mind to go out in your life and do good things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Julie, you had to have had something to do with it because your other daughter, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. is, um, I mean, she is like the home guru. I mean, she, (laughs) so she was in... um, Home and Garden Better magazine, Homes and Better Homes and Gardens yes. magazine, and then she's about to be in another one. Right. Are we allowed Southern to say that? Living was just at her house, and they did a photo shoot of their new house that they've been living in now for under less than a year. Well, because she takes these homes, and she, um, I mean, how would you describe what she does? Like, she doesn't necessarily gut them necessarily, but she transforms she them. She transforms. She sees like this house that they're currently living in. It. She refers to it as the cabin. And I walked through when they right shortly after they purchased it, and in my mind, I'm just like, oh, what are you, I just don't know how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. But she has a vision; she's able to have an envision, and she just knows right away, I'm going to do this. We're going to paint this, but a lot of it's just painting mm-hmm. and you know getting rid of stuff and just you know it's it's always and she loves to thrift. Yeah, so everything they don't put a lot of money into their homes that they purchased. And then they end up making, you know, a decent amount, a good return on their investment. That's so cool. And you were there for the Better Homes and Gardens shoot. Yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, Yeah. was that like, what what was that shoot day like? I know you guys spent a week cleaning every nook and cranny of the place because they were going to be detailed. Yeah, my job was every single window inside and outside the house and all the silvers. (laughs) All the silvers. She had to polish the silver. (laughs) Silver, by the way, you can find silver at all your thrift stores. Yes, because it looks super tarnished, so not a lot of people realize that it's actually beautiful. Mm -hmm. Just my mom taught me that. And my sister. It's beautiful. Great for entertaining. Mm -hmm. You gals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so you ladies are my. 
Thanksgiving episode, okay? So I wanna spend a little time talking Thanksgiving traditions, and um, this'll give us a moment to, um, to enjoy our glass of Prosecco here. So um, my little Thanksgiving tradition, so um, I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but today, November 19th, would have been my Gito's 89th birthday. Oh, nice. um, he passed away a month ago. And um, so around this time, around Thanksgiving time, so my siblings live all across the country. And so we started a tradition maybe like six or seven years ago where we would all get together the weekend before Thanksgiving because it was just an easier time when everybody's married and, you know, to get everybody together and you're not skipping another side of the family. Um, so we would all get together and it just all happened to be right around his birthday. And so we always celebrated his birthday mm -hmm. together in these past, um, several years because we were just all together and mm -hmm. it happened to fall, you know, a day or two, um, one way or another. And so I've talked about this on the podcast before that, um, that on his birthday, sometimes we would take like a little birthday shot. And the mm -hmm. last time we took a shot was of Cavassier, which is God awful. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> so we're not going to drink Cavassier. Okay. But, um, but so we would take a little birthday shot and it would always make me laugh because um, usually my Baba, my Tito's wife, would, would, would look at Stacy, my little sister or myself and say, don't get drunk. No, don't get drunk. You know, <laughs> even mm -hmm. though we just took one shot. So anyway, so um, this was one of the uh, last birthday shots that we did that we happened to have on video. So I'm going to play it for you guys real quick. Okay. So what they're saying there is nostrovia, which is the Ukrainian word for to health. So mm -hmm. that is um, a little Thanksgiving tradition from my family is to cheers. Sweet. To oh, health. Very nice. Cheers. Um, we cheers to my Dito's 89th birthday. Happy birthday. And um, yeah, cheers. to family. So cheers, ladies. Mm. Cheers. So we all got together. Nice. Um, we all got together last um, week in Florida instead of our... Um, instead of the Chicago Thanksgiving that we typically do. But anywho, so yeah, I kind of like, um, I kind of like talking about him because yeah, it's weird. It's weird yeah. that he's gone. That's so. great. Mm -hmm. Anywho, um, what do you... I do, do have you? a question. I yeah. do have a question. Is that drink licorice? Does that taste like licorice? Or? This one here? No, the... the, the yeah. No, it tastes like diesel fuel. <laughs> <laughs> No, it just, okay. yeah, it tastes yeah. terrible. Yeah, okay. it's, right. um, it's like a cognac, but it's just really just, okay, just sharp. Okay. Just hits you. Okay. <laughs> I know which one you're talking yeah. about, though. Are you talking, you're talking about like ouzo? Is no. that, isn't that the one that it, tastes like black licorice? There's a licorice one, and then we would put like, um, a coffee bean in it. Oh. And then, or you would, yeah, I can't remember. And I can't remember, but it was huh. good. Yeah. And it was it's like, what, where did that come from? Was that like a certain... Isn't it a German tradition? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think from, we had a friend from Germany, and he introduced that to us. And so we did that a couple times. That was fun. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. What's the significance of the coffee bean? I don't know. They would say like it had a fly in it, but it was a coffee bean. And then you'd chew the coffee bean after you had this like licorice drink. Oh, interesting. It's good. It hmm. kind of cut the harshness of the shot too. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do you guys have planned for Thanksgiving? Well, um, I just, I, I wasn't sure what we were going to do. Our son, Polly, just 
um, he's in the military now, as I mentioned. He's in the Marines, and he just finished his tour in Afghanistan. He just got back about a month ago. And so he was, um, he and his girlfriend came to visit us last weekend, and he's, Polly's actually going to his girlfriend's place on Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, she lives in California, her family lives in California. So he will not be back. And Elizabeth, our daughter Elizabeth and son-in-law Witt, they live in Alabama. We just talked about Elizabeth. And they will not be back. They're both in retail, so yeah. they're going to have to work on Friday. So it mm-hmm. just isn't, doesn't work out well for them to come back. Um, so... So are you guys getting together? I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll be nice. You got Johnny. (laughs) And then I did reach out to my family and ask them if they wanted to come to our house uh, on either Friday or Saturday. So yeah, I have some siblings. I actually come from a large family. I have five brothers and two sisters. Whoa. um, I'm comfortable with chaos and the more the merrier. So I, I like to have uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people around me and yeah, um, like love to entertain as well. So right now it's some family members, but we'll probably extend the invitation to some friends that are in town that may not have plans. What kind so of food out. do you always make? Oh, I'll always pretty traditional, the turkey, a ham, you know, the green bean casserole, yeah. some type of corn dish, mashed potatoes and gravy, pecan pie, pumpkin pie, homemade whipping cream. Homemade whipping cream, even. Wow. Have you ever made that? No, but my mother-in-law has, and she's wonderful at at doing those sorts of things that I I just buy out of cans. Very nice. It's fun in a can. Well, I said something very controversial on the air that um, really rattled people. I said Uh that Thanksgiving food Mm -hmm. is not that good. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we all agreed to eat it, but nobody actually likes it, which I was reminded in some emails that that is not the case. How many emails did you get? Did you get five? Um, we got one that was like, well, what do you eat anyways? <laughs> it's like, I eat it, but I don't feel like every, like, I don't know. Oh, the stuffing and the gravy. See, oh, I don't like, so I don't like good. brown gravy and oh. I don't like stuffing because I feel like the texture is weird. Oh. You need to look up Ina Garten recipes. You are such an Ina Garten gal. Yes. Mm-hmm. What did I make last year that was Ina Garten? I, she makes like a cauliflower gratin. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I've never had now that, that's but I pretty guarantee good. it's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's real good. What mm-hmm. Thanksgiving traditions do you want to bring to your family with Adam and Goldie? Mm, that's a very good question. <laughs> 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 um, probably... Just to be around family as much as possible, mm-hmm. who's ever available. That's the best is just like growing up. I always remember seeing aunts and uncles, grandparents always on Thanksgiving. You drive and you make the effort to be around family. Yeah, so that's neat. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest tradition is just being with your relatives, I think. But um, it was always fun after Thanksgiving meal. Like you got to get outside and exercise, walk. We used to always have football games. Football games. Oh, that's mm-hmm. super cool. I remember mm-hmm. the first time John attended my family's Thanksgiving, they played football, and he sprained his uh, wrist. He was oh that intense? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was tackle. It was, <laughs> it was intense. So, like, and this they is the first him. time you brought, like, boyfriend John over. Yes, exactly. And he's, like, the one icing his poor wrist. Yes. <laughs> oh I can just gosh. see it. Oh, God, that that's funny. That was fun. Johnny, so mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about your pregnancy with Goldie, because I think it's kind of a funny story. Okay. Are you cool with that? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay. Um, so where do you want to begin? Because I um, I came into the picture... 
Like, in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so did everyone. <laughs> so did you, quite frankly. Yeah. I didn't find out I was pregnant with Goldie until, like, the beginning of the second trimester, even. Yeah. Like, very, I mean, like, under 20 weeks, but close to 20 weeks pretty well. I just thought, like, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting at a desk more. My, I'm getting close to 30. Maybe my metabolism is slowing down. So you, mm-hmm. you, you, the only symptom you had is you felt like you were gaining weight. Yeah, I felt a little bit, yes, like okay. I was gaining a little bit of weight. Okay. I remember cu- we actually came here and Elizabeth and Paula were with us. Yeah. And Johnny was up on stage. We were just going to watch her do yeah. her broadcast real quick. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth saw Johnny. And she's like, oh, my God, Johnny, do some sit-ups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, the Gingrich family is cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And so how long like after? A couple days later. <laughs> a couple days, yeah. I mean, I re- yeah, found out Oh, I my gosh. Bad. Okay, mm-hmm. now, to be clear, like, I was working with you every day at this time. And yeah. so I certainly couldn't tell anything. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, if anything, like, you had just moved in with your boyfriend. So, like, if you did gain any weight, it would have been easily attributed to, like, Oh, like love weight of like just mm-hmm. moving in with someone and it's so great. Someone like, said that they they said, well, I I kind of wondered, but I figured it was just because you and Adam were spending more time together, and Adam does like to go out to eat a lot. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, I assure you, it was not a topic of conversation around here. Yeah, <laughs> it was very not noticeable. But anyway, um, so I mean, what yeah. what made you finally like figure out what was going on? Well, I just think you just realize, I guess, and come to, you realize that you're pregnant. <laughs> you got to realize at some point, right? Right. And so um, that's kind of what happened. Okay. So you take a test mm-hmm. and it's positive. Yeah. And what the heck did you do then? Well, we were very surprised, but then you kind of are like, okay, we can do this. Yeah. We both have great jobs. We love each other, committed to each other, have wanted to be together, you know, for the rest of our lives already. Yeah. So it was very much a good thing. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, a surprise to tell like friends and family yeah. and everyone. Yeah. But then you just are like, this is actually going to be great. Yes. This is going to be wonderful. And I think that's one of the reasons why we loved the name Goldie so much is that because is, is because Goldie, that name has such a positive connotation to it, yeah. we think. It's a tr- it's a kind of an old school name, but it's not a family name. Yeah. And that we liked that it was unique. I have kind of a unique name. I've always liked that I have a unique name. So that was neat to kind of pass down to her and then just that she has such a positive name works well because yeah. she's been like the best little addition to our family, obviously. For every everyone who has a child can say the same. So um we were cleaning up from a segment mm-hmm. when and I was like leaning over at the dishwasher yeah. and you were like, Denise, I have something to tell you. And I immediately thought that you had gotten another job. Oh. And so then you said, I'm pregnant. And I was like, <laughs> What incarnation? Because I had just had a baby not too long ago at yeah, that time. Not too long ago. And, or wait, had I? Yeah, yeah, okay. I this, mean, was had, this was Abram. This was Abram. Okay, yeah, yeah. But he was still one. Yeah. So he was still little. Mm-hmm. And I remember like we had done some like baby related segments because the Toys R Us people were came on the air. 
mm-hmm. or the baby's RS lady, remember? Yeah. And I remember we were talking about something related to breastfeeding and you were like, wait, so like they drink the milk and then the one boob is drained? <laughs> Like, I remember you being horrified no, by like, the idea of the boob being drained. It was the wristband thing. Like, you you put your hair tie on the wrist that you've done. And I'm like, what kind of system is this? Then they also showed us the nose Frida. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. What am I getting myself into but here? But then what about that nose Frida? The nose Frida is awesome. See? I sucked that snot right out of there. <laughs> I, to this day, do not have a nose Frida. Oh, really? You can't no, do I st- it? I know. Well, I couldn't witness Like, it. I just have all those stupid blue bulbs, and, like, I just don't want to buy another item. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We have items. We have so many items. Yeah. I just, like, can't handle another item. But, yeah, people who have it just swear by it. So, yeah. God bless it. Well, and you got to draw the line <laughs> yeah. somewhere. If you don't want that item, then yeah. don't get it. Because, yeah, <laughs> you have a lot. So, um, in, so that was, like, 19 or 20 weeks. So you find out you're having a baby girl. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything is just expedited because, yes. you know, normally you have that first 20, like, well, you have, like, that first 12 to 14 weeks where you're maybe not telling anybody and mm-hmm. you're kind of, like, processing this information on your own. But now you're processing it all in, like, this shortened time frame. So do you remember, like, what your headspace was at that time? Well, I think initially when people find out, they think their natural inclination is to buy you baby stuff mm-hmm. and I don't think I was there for probably like a few weeks yeah. you know so I remember that happening um I remember you got yeah. a book on the um being pre- a pregnancy book yeah <laughs> I remember I think you and or Adam were like well we don't need to read those chapters <laughs> <laughs> the first yes, five right. chapters because we're we're over that. That's so <laughs> funny and so true. Yes. So what were you thinking this whole time there, Mom? Oh, well, we were just, we were thrilled. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were really Because this is excited. your fa- first grandbaby. First grandbaby, yeah. Mm-hmm. I nicknamed Goldie Birdie. That was her little name. Yeah. She was uh, pregnant when John was pregnant with her. And, and then yeah. we kind of talked about that as a name. And then Adam was like, no, we're not doing Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam. Jessica Simpson. Named her baby Birdie. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. See, she co- mm-hmm. they copied me. And Goldie has a little cousin whose name is Birdie now. Really? Yeah. See, it's a see, thing. It is I a cute love it. Name. I mm-hmm. think it's sweet. One of um, Everett's little classmates' name is Birdie. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. And that'll go so well with Goldie. Mm-hmm. Like these names, I think, Goldie are going to be great. Birdie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun to see the new generations of names. I know. I know. Like we sometimes I'll talk about how um, and this is like no disrespect to anybody who has this name, but like one day, like people's parents are going to be named Kinley, which is just kind of funny. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because like Mm -hmm. parents names are supposed to be like Linda and Susan, you know, and now they're going to be like, yeah, yeah. now they're going to be like, okay, well, my aunt Ainsley or whatever, like names. I don't know. I'm not trying to pick on any certain names. I'm going to cut this out. X, cut it out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Okay. So anywho, though, the other thing I wanted to talk about is that you are one of those machine people who um, powered through a natural childbirth. Oh, well, you know who else is a machine woman who does that too? What? Julie. You did it three Three times. Well, you know why I did? Because my mom birthed eight children all natural. So what? It's in, in the family. Yeah. Wow. Poor Goldie. Poor <laughs> sweet girl. Just wants to get an epidural. <laughs> yeah, the guilt. She's like, know, like, she's be like, I can't. Well, I want to tell you about the day you were born, Goldie. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So, both of us. 
ask the questions, Denise. <laughs> All right. So um, now, um, <laughs> was it more common to not do an epidural when you were having babies? I would or? say yes. I'd okay. say it was probably more common um, to not have okay. one. But that was an option that was available. Yeah. And I just didn't want it. I just, I was just personally, well, I had my mother, like, my mom did it, you know? Yeah. I always had to, you know, I had three kids, but I never could feel sorry for myself. Even when I'd be really tired because my mom had eight kids. And at one time she had five and her five. And the last two were twins. So wow. I could just never feel <laughs> oh my sorry for myself. Because be like, well, my mom had yeah. it so much worse than I had it. Oh, my gosh. You know, gosh. as far as fatigue yeah. and all of that. Um, but I was just always hypersensitive about any type of chemical. You know, yeah. I always ate really well when I was pregnant with the kids because I felt like, oh, this, and nursing as well. I just didn't want anything to potentially. And I know it's safe. I mean, people do it yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, it was just, I was just hypersensitive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, honestly, was like this family tradition <laughs> in the back of your head? Because yeah. I remember we were talking about it with Matt Randazzo and Matt's wife has four kids. And, um, and I remember he was like, just Johnny, don't be a hero. <laughs> and you were like, I remember what you say. You were like, I played, I played varsity track. Like oh. I can do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I <laughs> hope I did not say track. that. <laughs> Would that have been possible? I don't know. Well, I did not do track. <laughs> so not quite possible. I hope I didn't say that. Come on. You did. You said, you said you were like that, that, the, uh, that a certain sport had prepared you for this I mission. See. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I do think if you grow up, like I've, I had known that my mom, you know, had us naturally. And then I knew that my grandma Betty had her eight kids naturally. So that probably does, I think probably play into it a little bit. Yeah. I don't know why. It was just one of those things. Probably for the women who decide to not get one, that's probably, you just want to be able to do it without it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't yeah. get an epidural. No, well, I, I mean, mean I do totally know. Just, yeah. just, I just didn't yeah. want to do it. And I remember being in such pain. To, and the doctor's like, all right, if you're going to do an epidural, you better do it. Yeah. And then you're just in it. And you just go into the hospital knowing that you're not going to have an ep. You hope that you don't have right. to get an epidural. You know, that's kind of your plan. So I just didn't. Well, gosh, you guys are phenomenal. Yeah. Well, and then Adam, like he says that he's read articles, like people who don't, they get, they're like a little more emotional after childbirth. He's like, Johnny, you yelled at me because <laughs> you didn't get an epidural. You should have got one. <laughs> oh my God. You were like, yeah, okay. Do I need to tell you that one more time? That I'm so much more badass than you. <laughs> Keep talking about it. Given the way that Goldie kind of surprised you from the start, mm-hmm. what, um, what's been the most surprising part of motherhood in general two years now in? Probably the clarity of the purpose of life, I would say, that a baby provides. Holy smokes. Yes. All right. Now I have to sit up straighter because we're going to get <laughs> philosophical. Okay. So like... Not to be philosophical. Yeah. No, that's but okay. I just think I like that... That if you're going to do one thing good while you're on earth, it's to be a good parent. Because I think that I'm very lucky to have really good parents. Yeah. And so I just think the world of my parents. And um, I think that's just one of the more, most important things you can do while you're on earth is just to be a good yeah. parent. Well, so um, 
I suppose I suppose I wanted to have you here today, Julie, because like I've always just been really like fascinated by families who like have like this great parent child relationship. You know what I mean? Where you have like this mutual respect and um where you can let your kids be their kids and you can still have your opinions about stuff, but at the end of the day you you know, you just have that that respect for one another. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how did you build like these relationships with your children? What do you think was like the ticket all the way through? Well, I think um, it kind of just happens a little bit naturally. I mean, when they're younger, you're always, <clears throat> excuse me, providing them with guidance and rules and this, you know, sit up straight and look at when you talk to someone, look in their eye, you know, yeah. all those little things and do your homework and be respectful. And so you have all these rules, you know, but then once they start to get in high school, you, you, you kind of relax. It'll, it just happened naturally where it just relaxed. I would never say, oh, like, oh, I'm my, be- my best friends are my kids. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. wouldn't personally say that, but um, it, I wanted it to be fun. I wanted to have relationships where um, they didn't behave one way in front of me and then they'd go out and they'd behave completely different. You sure. know, I wanted it to just be, you know, the s- same behavior. Like they, like I had so many rules that they had to behave this, you know, very uh, well. They're always respectful, but um, does that make sense? You yeah, you I'm didn't. Saying? Well, yeah, you didn't want to like have like a re- like bring out a rebellious sort of a thing when you know the minute that they had an ounce of freedom. Right, that too. Yeah, that too. And I just didn't want them to behave a certain way around me, and then they'd go out and you know be with their friends or whatever, and they'd become this completely different person. Sure. I just wanted it to be um, a little bit more casual, just how, you, you know, when, once they got older. And, yeah. You know, um, for example, when they went to college, you know, it was always odd to have that first tailgate and have a beer with them when they probably weren't 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But see, I think that's cool. I think that's cool to not, um, I don't know, to not necessarily like, hide things from one another, but then also to, um, you know, it's like, it's not like you had to like totally flaunt that you were, you know, breaking the law, you mm-hmm. know, but, but I don't know, but also like knowing that like, Hey, that's kind of part of youth a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, as long as we're cool, we're yeah. cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, and my husband sense. was, yeah. he would like, s- sometimes the kids would say like when they were in high school, maybe even college. And they would say something like, well, when you were in high school and John was always really quick to say when I was in high school, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about here now. <laughs> yeah. So just don't even go there, you know. Mm. So, But speaking of John, it was really a combination. Effort. I mean, uh, John is really a great father and husband and the kids would see how he treated me, you know, and so that was just a life lesson in itself. But you know, sometimes John would be tough on the kids and then I'd be like, okay, you know, let's hold mm. off here. I'd be tough on the kids and then he'd pull me back a little bit. Yeah. So it, it always just seemed to flow that way as well. But sometimes he would be, when the kids were little, he'd be tough on them and I'd just be like, like they'd be getting a spanking and I'd be spanking and I'd be upstairs like, oh, <laughs> you know, I know it's the right thing to do, but it's yeah. painful for me. and. <laughs> Yeah. So but, what was the most difficult age? Did it depend on the child or was it the same for all three? You know, people have asked me that or they talk about the terrible twos or, you know, the rebellious when they're teenagers. Honestly, maybe I just 
forget about this stuff, but I don't remember with any of the three kids ever it being a difficult time. Okay. I remember once, like one argument with Elizabeth when she was in high school. It was a Friday night. There was a home football game, and she wanted to go to her with her friends to a football game here in the Quad Cities. And I was like, no, absolutely not. You go to the, you know, the home game here. And yeah. That was a big argument. That's like the one thing I remember in high school. Ooh, sounds like a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck to my guns, though, because she's pretty, you know, tries to be pretty persuasive. Yeah. But that was about, I mean, it, the, all three kids were really actually very good kids. Did you have a favorite or did the favorite change? Because don't tell me you didn't have a favorite because I truly think that that's impossible. I, I think it's impossible because I feel like at certain points you've got to like one more than the other. Don't you think? I mean, just, I think it's just human nature. I... It was me. <laughs> you think so? The non-bed maker? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's Paul. <laughs> I, I, Denise, I really don't, God, didn't, I know on. that's a boring answer. <laughs> I mean, Polly was my baby and he was mm -hmm, the boy. And the boy, Yeah, yes. and he's so sweet and all that. But, you know, they all were really great kids, Even honestly. like at the moment, but you probably don't think that. I like, never thought it, that. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I really like Elizabeth today. <laughs> yeah. or, oh, you That's know, true. Johnny's just awesome, and the other two <laughs> kids suck. You know, that never crossed my mind. Because they, for me, they'd never had a challenging type, to me, a yeah. personality or anything. Like, it was exhausting. It was never that way yeah. for me. See, sometimes I think that there were periods of time that my parents didn't like me because I think I was unattractive. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, After getting like this if your award, kids like a I mean, like yeah. like I think if your kids badly behaved and they go through like a really bad awkward stage, so it's like not only do I not like your personality, but you're also unattractive. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't you think that that would totally be true? I think that that's just a natural human thing. I don't know. <laughs> I think parents are blind to really the looks of their kids. See, I don't think about I. I don't think so either because I firmly believe that Everett was an unattractive baby. He was a really <laughs> he's hideous so cute baby. now though. He is. I mean, what a dramatic turnaround. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. looks so cute. He has like the grapefruit roundest head you've ever seen. Yeah, and his These sweet little, little smile. little ears and his big peachy smile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, but but he had some real rough times. He had some rough early days. Like his first two weeks were really rough. God, they were bad. And Bull Turner and I were like, oh no, like poor well, kid. Well, they say ugly baby, like beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, what is it like? Adolescent? Ugly in the, in the cradle, beautiful at the table. Oh, I like that. Isn't that a real saying? Uh, you look to me like I'm the old woman. Do I know? No, <laughs> I don't you, know that have one. Have you heard this, <laughs> this fable passed down from generations? <laughs> I don't know. I thought exactly. that was like kind of like a saying, you know, that like your great, great grandparent would have said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I do. I do think it's true. I feel like you have to, you have to have favorites. I really do. I think if... If you have a child that's very difficult, I would think that you'd gravitate toward the child that's easier to yeah. deal with. But that, for me, that wasn't the case. They were all okay. good kids. 
All right, we'll just check that question off the list. <laughs> okay. So um, Paul actually just got back from a deployment. Yes, correct. And so um, you you said before that you did not want him to go into the military. That's correct. But, um, <laughs> but being a military mom, that's hard stuff. Oh, it's really hard stuff. It's hard stuff for the mom, the dad, and the his sisters, both of his sisters. It was hard. Yeah. You know, I remember when we had to... We took him up before he went to um, officer candidacy school in Cedar Rapids, and uh, Elizabeth was back, and Johnny, and Paul, and you know my husband John, and we drove him to Cedar Rapids. And part of it, we had to watch like a film of the training, and they're like in, they have to dive into like this swamp and like mm -hmm. have snakes around them. That was just like that was traumatizing wow. for me, and. Uh, watching this video and and he was just going to like to school he wasn't in actual combat but it was you know we could we wouldn't hear from him for like six weeks we oh, weren't wow. able to hear back from him so that was that was really difficult um but uh you know it was the choice that he he wanted to do that so mm -hmm. i would i would always just go back to this this is something that he wanted to do and you know we were supportive of that and but we worried about him a lot, and um, and uh, when now he's he, almost done. When did he mm -hmm. join? About four years ago. It okay. was a four-year commitment, and he'll be done in about a month. But he didn't join in peacetime. You know what I mean? He joined yeah. at a time when he knew he would probably be deployed. Right. And he has right. been several times. How many times? Just one time. Okay. Yeah, just one time to okay. Afghanistan. He was just, and he just got back from there. Yeah. Wow. Do you, I mean, do you ask him to tell you stories about it? Or, like, how do you approach it? He was just uh, home, and he told us a few, you know, little stories. But, like, when he was in Afghanistan, he couldn't tell us where he was and, you know, so then the first time, like, the, it'll be on the news, like, someone, you know, um, was killed. And, you know, that was traumatizing mm -hmm. uh, because you just didn't know. And people would, like, text me, like, oh, how are you doing today? Because they had heard it on the news and wanted to just check, check in. Um, but then, Paul, I, we were actually able to communicate with him via WhatsApp. Um, oh, yeah. So we were, that was really helpful because we were on a family um, chat via WhatsApp. So it almost felt like he was still in the United States. I mean, we would be able to have conversations. We'd be able to talk about a football game or something like that. He was watching it at the same time we were watching it. You know, so um, wow, that's that incredible. made it seem like he wasn't far away and it would just kind of... Um, then I wouldn't st stress out as much. I'd be, it was like fake, but yeah. I was I was okay with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. It just seems up. like he's still in you know at Twenty Nine Palms and he's not in another country with really bad people. Gotcha. Some, you know, unfortunately, some very bad people. I remember one time, Johnny. Yeah. When you either you had just had Goldie or you were about to, but you said that your mom said that she's glad she doesn't have to like parent in this like generation because it seems so different or so much so many more challenges does that sound like something that you would have said or am it, i totally making that been, up um you know you hear about the cell phones and all that mm -hmm. i remember when elizabeth i think she was a senior in high school and she got a cell phone that was just when they were starting to come out and I remember she was, t and she was, there wasn't, there wasn't texting. It was actually just talking on a cell phone. 
And she was in her bedroom and she was talking to someone and it was nine o'clock at night. And I was just like, oh my God, she's not going to get her eight hours of sleep. Elizabeth, <laughs> get off of the phone. So, <laughs> I mean, that was just my biggest fear back then was just the, uh, yeah. the amount of sleep that she was going to get. But now today with uh, cell phones and you oh, know, yeah. just all that going on. I do feel like there are a lot more challenges. And I think every generation has their own challenges, but mm-hmm. like I do... I do feel like I that there's a lot um a lot more worries about like just how the world and um just how the world can impact. You know, you can't keep them as safe, you know, in this one little world of their one classroom and their one group of friends mm-hmm. and you know, there's just so much more exposure to outside stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, social media just being mean to each other. Yeah, that genuinely worries me. Texting and screens. Yeah. It's so cowardly, you know, to be mean over a piece of t- technology, you know, mm-hmm. typing out mean things. But I think probably in these young kids, it's I just think it's also so sad. distracting. Like, I... I personally don't feel like there should be any cell phones in, in the school. You know, yeah. you just... It's so... It just impacts productivity. Yeah. I always talk about how um, I don't want Abram to have a cell phone or, you know, many technologies because just I notice how many times I grab for it. And it really is like Mm -hmm. a compulsion, you know (laughs) what I mean, to always kind of like have it by your side. And it's like, I wish I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. you're watching TV and you feel like Mm -hmm. a little itchy because you kind of want to like do a little scroll, scroll, you know, because it does like I do feel it's like, you know, like a brain, a brain shift that's happened where I now like feel like I need something else. Mm-hmm. You know, you need the TV going and the phone going and mm-hmm. then maybe, you know, like check on my watch also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back I when know. I was in junior high, I would occasionally get in trouble for passing a note to a friend where you would actually write something mm-hmm. and then you'd pass it to a friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. same for me. That's what we did too in elementary school. Yeah, oh, you we were still notes. passing notes. And well, we folded it into I a football, like in you know. Freshman year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pass it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's challenging. Johnny, what's the most important thing you've learned from your mom? From my mother? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably to just be a dedicated, good mother who tries to live by good values and just makes good decisions. And she taught me how to keep a good, or to, uh, I don't know, keep my house clean. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Fold mm-hmm. my towels in thirds. Mm, yes, that is a good the, skill. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to need a quick tutorial Those on that. Those little <laughs> tricks, too. Julie, what's the funnest part of watching Johnny be a mom? Oh, just, question. yeah. I think just having her raise Goldie and thinking, oh, yeah, good job. That's how <laughs> I would have done it. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> See? You're doing it. Yeah. 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 Ladies, thank you so much for being here. Happy Thanksgiving. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to your beautiful families. Thanks Thanks for having us, Denise. And thank you for taking it to a mother level on a daily basis. Thank you very much for having us on. So are you. (laughs) Hey, thanks everybody for, um, for listening. Thanks for listening to On a Mother Level from the Tribune Audio Network. Tribune Audio Network.